Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen. You were about to say something. When, when every I time just, you say welcome, it feels like you're welcoming me to the show. So. I, I welcome you every single week <laughs> Thank to the you. show, Pam. And <laughs> this is my wife, uh, Pam, joining me as as every week. We're at Sexy Marriage Radio. We're having honest, straightforward conversations that want to help propel your life into deeper and more meaningful connections. Mm. And the way we want to do that is help frame conversations and actions that you can take in your life and in the situations that are presented in your world, Mm -hmm. because we have a fundamental belief here at Sexy Marriage Radio that um, when I change how I view what's going on, I can change what I do regarding what's going on, Mm -hmm. because I know there's a lot of people that have found Sexy Marriage Radio over the 12 years we've been doing this show that... Uh, maybe they're like us in some regards in the sense that uh, there's problems that happen in marriage and you're like, wow, how can I just get Pam to change so that my problem in my marriage goes away? That's what I wanted of you. What? Get you to change. Well, it's, it's a human thing. Yeah. But one of the things we want to try to help get across is changing your spouse is an incredibly difficult, if not impossible thing to do. And that may not be what needed to happen. Absolutely. So we want to help you see what's going on and help you be better to just create something better for your life and your marriage Mm. and all of your relationships. So if you're new to the show and you want a handy way to tell your friends about Sexy Marriage Radio, uh, jump on the starter packs that we have, which is episodes that are organized by topic or popularity. And these are easy ways for you to get a taste of everything that we do here on the show. Go to smr.fm slash starter. And also, if you've got some feedback, we want to hear from you. 214-702-9565 is our voicemail line. And that's where we get comments, questions, mm-hmm. thoughts that round out the conversations we have here. Because Sexy Marriage Radio is a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's basically a 12-year-long conversation <laughs> that we've had in some regards. So far. Yeah. And so we want to hear from you. So let us know uh, what's on your mind or how topics we can cover better or explore because we haven't yet yeah. by calling us or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And also on that note with the, with the email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. This is as the day this is airing, which is the last day of January in 2024, uh, we're doing a giveaway for the Sexy Marriage Radio giveaway. Getaway. Ah, thank a you for giveaway the for the getaway. Getaway, giveaway for the getaway. Exactly. So I said it so cleanly. Then, obviously not. But what we want you to do, if you want a chance to win the registration being covered for the getaway this year, which is June thirteenth through the fifteenth in twenty twenty four, here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, you can learn more at smr.fm/getaway. But if you will go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review on their platform about the show. And then take a screenshot or send us your username at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. That enters you in the chance to win. And if you don't win, if you're not the lucky winner for this round, uh, but the fact that you entered in if you register to join us at the getaway in June, will give you $75 off. And you're going to want to go ahead and register right away because numbers are coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, where people are now looking at the summer plans. Mm-hmm. I know we just sat down and looked at our summer plans mm-hmm. and started booking booking we, uh, weekends and weeks that we're going to be uh, traveling. So smr.fm slash getaway is way, where you can reserve your spot so you make sure you're one of the, one of the people that will be there because we keep the numbers small, relatively speaking, for conferences mm-hmm. because we like the intimate connection that we get to have 
with all the couples that come. And so uh, enter, and I hope you win, and then we hope to see you in June. And on that note, as a way to stay connected, um, one of the things we love about the getaway is it's a deep dive into connection Mm -hmm. in your marriage. But what do you do about the times to try to connect uh, individually throughout just the normal day to day. Yeah. Through the routine. And one of the, I love the fact that we get a chance to have partnerships at times Mm -hmm. and we're partnering with the paired app, uh, which is a app that's been around a while. Actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember coming across it when I was first into the uh, blogosphere and, and all that was kind of just starting podcasting and apps were just kind of starting. And uh, I'll, I'll admit uh, behind closed doors here, which re- remove the curtain, Pam reached out to me uh, just the other night and saying, dude, I've, do- I've started a couple of games. Come on, man, <laughs> get caught up <laughs> on, the, on the connection because the app is a great way to, to just continuing in conversation and explore new aspects of your relationship together. Oh, it's really fun. Uh, little games on there, little prompters that it sends prompts to... Um, your spouse, note to self, you have to have the notifications turned on. Pro tip, because I did Pro not. Pro tip. Yes. <laughs> I had turned uh, mine off. Uh, some, I'm loving it. I love some the prompt questions and fun little games that you have going on within it. Uh, I think it's super fun. I, I, and the thing that's so great to me, Pam, about what the way they've got this designed, and obviously there's a whole lot more than just this aspect we're talking about. But what, what they have designed is this is a way to continue and have conversations on a regular basis with your spouse mm-hmm. because it's only the two of us on this app mm-hmm. in, in regards to the way we have it paired. Yeah, just directly between the two of us, yeah. But when I answer a question, uh, I don't see your response until you answer or vice versa. Right. Which is which is fun because then it's not this whole, oh, I got a prompt that Pam answered something and I could see, oh, what's she right? And then I can adjust accordingly or soften something. So it's a great way to really start to have a chance to be vulnerable mm-hmm. with each other. And then that's going to lead to more conversations or more exploring or more fun. Mm-hmm. And we suggest you try this out because... When you're talking about relationships and conversations, this is one of those things that's just important to have ways to inject some energy, some hilarity, some thought-provoking ideas, and some exploration and creativity. So if you're just a few dates in or you've been together for a long time, try lightening the mood and have fun with your spouse by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash SMR and get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. That's paired, P-A-I-R-E-D dot com slash S-M-R to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using paired and a happier relationship starts here. Well, coming up today on the regular version of the show is uh, a continuation of a conversation from a prompt you had in last week's episode about the truth about the pressures that happen in marriage okay. and in sex. and. You just made an offhanded comment. I don't even know if you remembered from our conversations before we started recording. I said, hey, I want to build off that. You're like, I said that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What did I say? But it was the idea of uh, who's responsible for whose orgasm Hmm. and erotic energy and passion when it comes to marriage and sex. Yeah. Right? And so we're going to build off of that and explore who is responsible for who. 
in oh, that, well, that'll be fun. In that regard. And then on the extended content, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smr.fm slash academy. Um, we're going to look at the three components. I, I came uh, when I was walking across the web looking for the some just ideas the other day. I came across um, what are the three essential components that create and are aspects of the female orgasm. Okay. And so if you want to know, you're going to want to be a member of the extended content. Uh, I'm today. pretty sure I would not be able to answer what that was. And that's a little odd, but you'd be able to answer them. Okay. But All maybe right, you then. have not thought of them this way. Gotcha. But what way is that? You'll have to find out all that's coming up right after this. I don't know about you, Pam, but when it comes to the sheets that we choose for our bed, uh, there's two factors I look at. One is, are they comfortable and uh, smooth feeling? Mm -hmm. And then the other is, how well can you slide around inside them? <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Valid. one of the things that really does matter, too, I think, from our 30 years together is uh, how's the temperature mm -hmm. when it comes to the bed sheets and the bed and the room and everything mm -hmm. because temperature matters. It, it's at different phases throughout the night, right? When you climb in and when you're rolling over in the night. Well, our sponsor today for the day show Miracle Maid's bed sheets, which is inspired by NASA. They use silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so that you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Which I can testify to with this. Absolutely with what we slept is in, true. Yeah. And because of the fabrics that they use and the thermal regulating properties in it, um, man, it's just a better night's sleep mm. all the way through. And the other perk is they're self-cleaning because they prevent 99.7% of the bacterial growth that can happen, which... I guess that's from the silver, whatever they Absolutely. used to make it, it is. up. And so it keeps, it keeps them cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. Amazing science. That's a great, it's a great plus. So go to trymiracle.com slash passion and you can try Miracle Made Sheets today. Whether you're buying them for yourself or a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save 40%. And if you use our promo code passion at checkout, you get three free towels and save an extra 20%. I mean, that is a deal Sweet. if there ever was one. So Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you get the full refund. So upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash passion and use the code passion to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. That's trymiracle.com slash passion and treat yourself to a better night's sleep. So last week you made a comment that... Um, when we were unpacking the idea of just the pressures that happen in marriage mm -hmm. and particularly our sex lives, because mm -hmm. it's unavoidable. And so if you think about it, it's really, it's not, I get a, I get the choice of this pressure or no pressure. It's which pressure, which then starts to reveal things in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then you went on and said, um, well, you know what? Let's just play the clip from last week. Because I'm not willing to just, maybe just lay there, right? Mm -hmm. And let it happen to me. If I'm relying on you to come at it with a different approach so that I can feel better, I, I just speak in from, I'm, what am I trying to spit out here? It took me years to finally come around and figure out more of what I wanted and get more into what 
I expected you to do all the work, I guess, is where I'm going with this. That's a great uh, under, great example because that's kind of where I went too. On Because now our language can be, because of the moves from both of us at various times, mm-hmm. some of them were, were uh, subtle moves and some were mon- monumental moves, mm-hmm. individually speaking. Now there's much more likely if something was starting to unfold as far as what was being offered up or sought was going to be more towards the one-sidedness. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, because I would maybe bring up something with you and you're just not there yeah, because of the day, the struggle, uh, sickness, kids, stress, whatever. Now it's like, okay, you know what? You, you have a greater likelihood of being able to say, no, I'm just not there. Or you've even done this to me a couple of times. I'm not really there but how much energy do you got to help me try to get there? At least that's more overt about the dynamic See, between us. I don't think those instances, though, are mercy sex. I don't either. So what jumps out to you? You were always patient, really long massages, you name it, all kinds of stuff that you powered through. Right. And while I was thankful for it, I kind of expected you to be able to do that. Oh, okay. To get so me it into created a dynamic mood. then mm-hmm. that that was a different power distribution, if you will. Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's responsible for the different aspects? Because I think we have to also uh-huh. break this up in in one way to help frame this. I think that'll help the audience and and us as we're having this conversation mm-hmm. is. Um, going back to Ian Kerner's work of when you look at a sexual encounter, there's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an mm-hmm. end. And those are different acts, right? And I'm not just talking about foreplay yeah. or foreplay for foreplay's sake, which we've done an episode way back in the archives on that idea too. Yeah. Um, but we, you do have to break it up. And the main goal I want to get across is have each individual that's listening to this episode ask themselves some questions about how do I approach this as it pertains to what's my responsibility here? Mm-hmm. And I've got additional questions I'll help frame this deeper to be more pointed. So if you're listening to this while you're not driving, you might want to have a pencil ready to write some of these down. Okay, okay. Uh, because I think these are, these are good prompts yeah. to help us individually explore these. But when you look at this dynamic, and let's use it in the framework of you and I. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to our sex life, uh, is it my responsibility to please my wife? Is it the wife's responsibility to please herself or is the wife, if she's the lower desire, then is it just, does she have to learn to just accept fewer orgasms? Well, I don't think this is a one or the other response. Agreed. I, I don't think that we live in a vacuum and... Each of us is just responsible 100% for our own pleasure and that's it and cut and dry. We're also not 100% responsible for the other person's pleasure. Right. Right. Isn't this a team effort here? We're on the same team. So we play to our strengths. We also have to speak up for ourselves. We have to figure out ourselves just like I I want each of us to be a student of one another. We've got to be a student of our own bodies, student Mm -hmm. of our own mind, what's hindering me, what's helping me and taking advantage of those things. Yeah. Because I think this is a collaboration, Mm -hmm. but it'll be varied on percentages of 
where does the the prime primary emphasis land? Yeah, sure. Sometimes it's going to be more probably individual and individualized, and then sometimes it's going to be relationally. Yeah, and and that's where I think a lot of times what trips people up is we get caught up in this dilemma of, well, that's just you've got to get me there, or I'm here just for you. Or, you know, and that's that's what we've been unpacking some the last couple of weeks on the episodes mm-hmm. is some of these undercurrents of the energies that are at play and how am I contributing or taking away from the experiences because of how I'm orienting towards them. Sure. I think that how I'm orienting, yeah, I think you can bring your resentment to the table if you're spouse isn't doing what you expect them to do Mm -hmm. um or if they're i mean so much of this is what is my mind map of what you're doing and what i expect you to do and what is the map of what a man's responsibility is and a woman's responsibility is i mean because the culture plays a role in this too okay society plays a role uh, unspoken expectations, what mm-hmm. was modeled. I mean, mm-hmm. well, this is what a woman does. Well, this is what a man does. You know, it's that idea of men are just horn dogs. They'll take care of all of it. They don't care versus, wait, maybe that's too global. Maybe that's not who I'm actually married to. Well, if I think my husband doesn't care, then there's my first problem. <laughs> right. Right. Because maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. But if that's my perception, that's going to play into it. Right. But in, even that perception can be skewed by... Well, sometimes that's an easier narrative for me not have to face me either. Mm, okay. Right? And this in reverse is true, too. That I, let, let, Let's use the practicals here. Okay. Because you made the comment just, just today of uh, expecting the massages, knowing it, would, knowing it would take a while. but and it, and it almost then becomes where, okay, it, in some regards, it would let you off the hook. It, it, I'm not meaning of, entirely, and I'm talking because some of these okay. are just going to be nuances that are are important to make sure we don't go to extremes with, mm-hmm. because these can elicit some reactions in ourselves that are like, "Wait, you're saying I'm a lazy? You're saying I don't want the?" You know, like, no, but there's nuances of truth in here that are worth fleshing out as people are listening to this and as we're having this conversation. And, and how are you saying it would have taken me off the hook? Because then it becomes this whole, all right, we know sex is going to be a part of our marriage. Mm-hmm. It was something that was agreed upon. Mm-hmm. We also know that we want it to be collaborative. Mm-hmm. We want it to be participatory, mutually satisfying and, and engaging. Mm-hmm. But if you know full well, well, they'll let me know when they're interested. They'll take care of setting the scene. They'll take it. Then it doesn't put much in- emphasis on you enhancing your sexual presence, mm-hmm. prowess, engagement in that aspect of your life nor our lives. And I, then it becomes the agreed. default, oh, well, then I guess I'll just, you know, because this is, I've heard this from mm-hmm. multiple husbands over the years. I mean, more than, more than both hands, you know, so more double digit husbands, I've heard this from that one of their complaints would be, um, they would put a lot of energy in to get sex going and make sure it's very satisfactory for her. Yeah. And she would be engaged and involved and enjoying it when it was 
focusing on her. Yeah. And then when it came time for him, because a lot of couples do, you go, I go. Yeah. When, it's, when you're talking about orgasms, mm-hmm. that, that's the map and the route that, that is most reliable. A lot of the times, one of their frustrations would be when it became his turn, it would just be, she'd just spread her legs. Hurry up and get it over. Not necessarily that. I mean, no? she's still involved okay. in it, gotcha. but it doesn't feel like it's as much of an energy. It's almost like I'll allow you and, and, and I'm here for you, but I'm not engaging towards you. I'm just more accepting you. Gotcha. And that's a different dilemma and dynamic rather than, no, no, let you lay back. Let me take care of this for you now. Or you, you know, and there's just a different energy and tension that can be played out between husband and wife when both of us are bringing it forward for ourselves mm-hmm. and each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what creates the best sex anyway, is the idea of I want what I want and I want what you want. Yeah. You're looking out for both people. You, everyone on the, your team, right? Mm-hmm. The two of you are a team. Right. Yeah. And so it becomes this thing of, because a lot of times I think women can get into where they, they think that their spouse's needs are, are prioritized over their needs because it's some of the whole, well, he needs it more than I do. And that's the scripts. That's the, the map that can become this. That's how it started for us for sure of, well, yeah. and I've even heard the phrase, the phraseology of she's aware of his meter when it's running of like, oh, it's been a while. We need to have sex now because I know he's going to, he's bursting at the seams here with all this energy, you know? And so it's just all of these yeah. things play out into who's responsible for who, because if that's what is the overarching thread when it comes to a, a sex life together, you know full well part of your primary motivation is I'm just doing this for you. Doesn't that go back to some of the different types of sex that you have? You know, I if I'm just doing it for you, maybe as I'm whipped, I'm whipped, I'm worn out. Um, and so tonight is just for you. And then other times, wow, I've got the energy to get into it. And I hear that that's not a hundred percent really what we're talking about here. No, it's not. But here's, but this is what makes the distinction between the two is making your route and your script more overt and chosen mm-hmm. changes the way and lessens the likelihood of it being ultimately destructive in, mm-hmm. in the long run. That's the goal Yeah, of being, that's what we talked about last week on when you set all this up, you're like, yeah, but doesn't that, that's, we're not talking about mercy section. I'm like, no, we're not in that no. regard. We're talking about both participating and freely choosing. And that's the overarching goal. This is just the next step in some regards of, okay, so now how do I look at this as what is my primary motivation that I'm attached to when it comes to how I approach this aspect of my life? Mm-hmm. Am I doing this because I feel like I want it? I'm doing it just for them? And how consciously am I freely choosing that? That's the main goal of this episode Yeah, is to help people ask their questions of their relationship to this aspect of their relationship? Well, I think one of the questions that I started when you come to that, one of the questions that I started asking myself 
Um, well, there's a couple of them in there, but when, because I knew that while Corey is having to be super patient, he's going through all kinds of stuff. He's got to be worn out to get, for the time it takes to get me in the mood, to Mm -hmm. get me going. And he, and you put a lot of work into it. And I had a lot of days that I'd say, wow, how, how does he even want to take the time for that? Because there's other times where for me, it was like, ah, I just don't have the energy to, for all the time it's going to take. I just, <laughs> right. it's enough already. Got to get some involved, sleep. Yeah. And, and I would ask myself, well, number one is Corey mad at me because he's got to spend so much time get, making that happen. Right. And so I real it, it wasn't um, falling on deaf ears or whatever that mm-hmm. it, it didn't get past me that, wow, this was a lot of effort on Corey's part. And, and at one point then, I don't know what made me ask this question. It was, well, you know, I, I do enjoy this when it comes down to it. I enjoy it once I get into it. Why wouldn't I figure out some way to get myself there and not make Corey work so hard? I, I don't want him to end up getting frustrated because he's having to work so hard. Right. So that goes back to your initial question of whose responsibility is it, right? Right. And and I had this epiphany or whatever of, well, I don't want Corey to end up getting mad, number one, and not wanting to do this because it's so much hard work for him. Number two why is it that if I end up enjoying this, <laughs> right? Why am why would I not figure out how to get my own self into this? You know, mentally, and right. I'm talking and mentally into the game, and that goes right back to well, we are responsible for ourselves. Yes, in every aspect of yes. life, right? I'm responsible for my actions. Um. And so I think that that was kind of what played off of each other. And it took me going through some of these mental gymnastics to realize maybe what I had been doing to you all that period and realize, oh, really, that's not fair. Right. Well, that's, that's the looking at the impact of ourselves and our journeys mm-hmm. and how it does land on somebody else, mm-hmm. because that's part of the equation here that matters. Yeah. And again, the goal ultimately still is how is this more out in the open for myself? And then maybe even a conversation that I have with my spouse about, so how does this unfold? And like, Mm. you know, some of those ideas, like here's the questions I was thinking of that are are just help people explore it. Yeah. One is what's my relationship with my own sexuality, sex life and orgasm, Mm -hmm. right? How do I relate to that aspect of my life? The other is the same question regarding my spouse. How do I relate to their you know, because there are some times where one spouse has a priority more on their spouse's orgasm than the spouse themselves does. Right? Yeah. Right? It's like, no, I care about your orgasm more than you do. Well, hold on. that Not that yeah. that's a bad goal or aspect, but it also recognizing, wait, that's different meanings. It's different values. How do mm-hmm. I orient to the spouse I have? Mm-hmm. Not the spouse I wish they were. Right. And then the last one is, you know, how, how do you have this conversation 
with yourself about this and then also with your spouse. Uh, isn't that something thinking about, yeah, I, need, I do need to have a conversation with myself about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, I got to get it square with me first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'll go a couple deeper questions you can add to this equation too, is does the way I relate to my sexuality bring me into a deeper connection with myself or does it disconnect me? Hmm. Because I think this is Mm -hmm. one of those things. Now I start uncovering a little bit of the tensions and the struggles and the scripts and the traumas and the triggers. And (laughs) what does that look like? The way that I handle my own um, sexuality disconnecting me. Well, okay. What comes to my mind immediately is there's the opportunities that when people have anything that comes along sexually in their life, uh, they disconnect. It's fun and it's pleasurable, but they're not really in tune, right? They just focus pure pleasure, physical only, mm-hmm. but they don't have any emotional attachment to it. They don't have any spiritual soulful attachment to Mm -hmm. this aspect of their life because they haven't put all these together. Mm -hmm. Right. The other is, um, it's an, it's a numbing thing. My sexuality just numbs me. It's Mm -hmm. it's an escape. Yeah. It's my way to deal with anxiety, stress, loneliness, boredom is where pornography becomes rampant, which is part of our sexuality. Let's just be honest. Right. I've sexualized something that's not sexual. Yeah. That's relating to my sexuality in a way that disconnects me. Gotcha. Because it's not, or it's not, those two don't go together. Mm-hmm. Um, another question of, uh, this is one I really do love. Uh, does the way I relate to my sexuality bring me into deeper connection with God and with my character and my integrity? Mm-hmm. And then the last one is, does, this, does my sexuality bless my life and the life of my beloved? That's a strong question. To, if you're going to answer that honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and realize some of the, uh, some of that our areas of weakness, you know, throughout seasons of the relationship. Yep. Yeah. That, that'll be a, that could be a well, this is where eye you, opener. This is where you look at what's the impact of how this, as, this aspect of life manifests itself mm-hmm. in my life and in my relationships. Yeah. Right. Because you can sexualize things that become very troublesome. You can put these things that objectifications that are objecting Mm -hmm. of somebody or demeaning of a spouse or so it's just, how is it blessing? How is it coming from goodness? Mm -hmm. Because that, these questions right here, these last three are the ones that really do challenge our own growth and evolving into something so much deeper and so much more involved Mm -hmm. and engaging where I truly then am in a situation where I can likely start to do more of the truly enhancing and those around me flourish. Mm-hmm. Not just, ah, it's just part of our, it's just part of life. It's just part, or it's demeaning, or we walk in a way a little dirty feeling or, mm-hmm. yeah, that didn't go real well. Or, you know, we just don't yeah. feel real good. And that's our integrity standing up. Yeah. Saying, what was, there was something in there that was wreaking some havoc. How about we flesh that out a little bit and then we can grow up even better. Right. And so all of this is just the idea of bringing this into the light more so that people get a better chance to ask yourself these questions about how am I relating to this aspect of my relationship? 
Mm-hmm. And is it life-giving or not? <laughs> or life-sucking, <laughs> right? <laughs> yep. And so when we can ask these questions and look at a framework, now all of a sudden I got a greater likelihood of exploring more what's being exposed in me here mm-hmm. to change the dynamic and just bring it out in the open more. That's the main idea. It's just I want to get it out in the open more because then now my relationship pressure can do better with it as opposed to we're not even sure what we're fighting when it comes to this pressure. So do you, I mean, to me, this would be a, something that's just pretty, I think both spouses would probably know. Do I feel, did they think that I'm responsible for their orgasm or not? Just in the way that your sexual relationship plays out. I okay. gotta think people know. I, I think deep down they know, but I think there are a lot of people out there that won't have the courage to actually admit it. It's so much easier just mm-hmm. to blame my spouse as they are a perv, they are insatiable, they are prude, they are whatever, and not face what's really being exposed in me. Mm-hmm. And again, I love the fact that you have a leaning more towards the, yeah, but people are inherently really good. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's another side of this whole thing that I see. That I, I'm skeptical, I guess, or cynical in a lot of ways. <laughs> that, I, am, I think both exist. I'm trying to go through life assuming a positive I, intent. I appreciate it. But I don't think people have a positive intents a lot of times because it allows them to not have to deal with some things they don't ever really want to deal with. Well, but what I'm saying is that I think people ultimately really know deep down and we're either scared to face it. um, Some are are too lazy to face it. um, Some just don't have any clue how to face it. Right. And I I think that's a probably a bulk of it. Don't we don't feel like we're armed or we've got a history with conflict with our spouse that doesn't go well. So how do we address these things that might create conflict? Yeah. Um, And taking responsibility for ourselves is a super big struggle. Uh, Absolutely. is, And we spend an inordinate amount of time trying to avoid said responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. As we can. And so the goal becomes just kind of how we were last week in the idea that life on life terms will inevitably bring this to bear. Yeah. Our thought, my thought with this is how do I get ahead of this game and at least lean towards it sooner rather than later? Absolutely. Because when I can do that, I harness the energy differently and I'm not as reactive. Mm-hmm. And so this is being better responding towards this and see what it uncovers. Mm-hmm. Because what it does create then is at least now I have the better opportunity to choose as things are going. Because that's why we ended it with one of the episodes from last week was one of the aspects of the episode last week was at least it's out in the open of I'm not there, but how much energy do you have? Because mm-hmm. I'm willing to try to get there. <laughs> and at least now all cards are on the table. Because sometimes it's like, yeah. absolutely, I got energy. Let's go. Yeah. And there's a lot of spouses that would be like that. Absolutely, I'm good setting the scene. I'm good. That's a challenge. That's kind of fun. That's that's part of the in, in, equation that makes it enjoyable. Right. Right? Right. 
But when we make that undercurrent not visible, that's where it starts to wreak all kinds of havoc. Yeah. The goal just becomes get it out in the open. And then both parties can choose better mm-hmm. or not. But at least it's, a, it's an honest choice. Mm-hmm. Winding down this whole show, because I think this aspect, this, this one phrase is a great way to land the whole ship from the extended content and for sure from the regular content. So back to our question of who's responsible for your sexual pleasure? Is it your spouse? Is it yourself or both? Well, the answer is yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Done. Check that off the list. (laughs) We have solved it all for everybody. (laughs) Well, this is uh, Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, If we left something undone, and you want to jump into the conversation, please do, because the nation helps frame where we go each and every week. And so let us know, 214-702-9565, or feedback at sexymergeradio.com. is the inbox that's been around for over 12 years. So let us know what's on your mind. And transcripts are available on each of the episode's pages, as well as at the advertiser's deals and discount codes. You can find them on all the episode's pages at smr.fm. So please consider supporting those who help support the show. However, you've taken a little bit of time out to spend with us today. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.